Hi, this is Edie, and I am the newest member of the Freestyle Club. Warning. 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 The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Freestyle Club with your hosts, the unknown admin, Raphael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Hello and welcome. This is the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm joined by the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastards? And joining us on the third chair, only the second woman to be part of the Freestyle Club, we have Edie joining us. How you doing out there? <laughs> so Edie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you got into freestyle. I started with theater first. I first saw children's theater for many years. I was able to travel to many different places. Wolf Trap, Virginia, Alaska. I was in Anchorage, Alaska for five weeks performing with uh, John Shuck, which is uh, one of the first Daddy Warbucks on Annie. Um, I did a lot of children's theater. And then um, I came to see my friend Alvin Labass, who was performing in 1018 uh, on a Wednesday. He introduced me to uh, a record label and I was auditioned on Friday, got home, learned my song. The person didn't believe me. And I came back Saturday, recorded the song and I was booked for a month on Sunday. It happened very fast. Baby, it's you. It's And I knew nothing about freestyle. I didn't know who Judy Torres was. I didn't know who Johnny O was, who Cynthia. And at a week's time, I was out there performing with them. At that time, were you getting paid? Were you getting no. taken care of? No, not one dime. I did over 200 performances. I have them written down. I've done shows from here to California to Florida and never got paid. Did you have to pay your own way? Oh, yeah. I even went bankrupt at one time, honestly. Oh, God. Yeah, no joke. But you know something? I take it as a lesson learned and um, I try to move it forward and tell people who want to get into this business to do your homework. I was very young. I was hungry to perform. That's my love. That's my life is being up on stage. It doesn't matter whether it's theater, whether it's freestyle, whether it's pop, whether it's R&B, just performing is my my drug you could say <laughs> and i i didn't know the business i went in there they make things look so pretty and dandy and for things to happen to me so quickly in a week's time i was at awe i neglected my business side of the music and anyone getting into this needs to do both they need to not just be performers but be their own lawyers and learn the business I think when somebody gets a contract in front of their face, they don't really read the fine print. I remember getting contracts in 1998 when I was doing a CPR's Clubhouse, and I remember other artists getting contracts and them showing me the Micmac contracts, the Tasmania contracts, the contracts for hot productions. And I would look at these and they would be redacted or, or they would wow. have like information that they would use against them afterwards when they came down to royalty time. So it, yes. was, it was interesting. One thing was clear. Nobody read their contracts. No, nobody did. Nobody did. I, I am a culprit of that. Honestly, they should have just told me sign in blood and that would have oh, been okay. easier. I think part of it uh, is that the, the the age of some of these people that were signing the contracts, they didn't have money for a lawyer and half of them didn't even know enough to get a lawyer. I don't think exactly. I got to say, I was kind of disappointed in myself because I did come from theater and I knew um, contract wise you needed to double check everything. But things happened so quickly and I didn't want things to get away from me. So I just signed instead of taking my time. Like you say, look through it through a magnifying glass because there are very fine prints. No, so what you say is that you didn't want to miss out on the opportunity thinking that if you took your time, the opportunity would have come and gone? Yes, because it, it's a really cutthroat world, even in theater. Um, you go for auditions, they line you up. If you don't have the look, if you don't have the height, you don't get in. And this way, it was a little bit easier because you weren't judged by your color, by your size. I mean, I gone to so many Broadway auditions and I was so short. <laughs> <laughs> I was short and here they wanted girls. I mean, I can dance. I did tap ballet and jazz and I can dance, but I was too short. They wanted the long legs, the tall girls, you know, with the vava vooms. And here I am, little tomboy. 
with the little legs and and I, I had the dancing skills but I didn't have the look they were looking for at least in freestyle you sing you're in was that an easy avenue for you to get into because I mean oh if, yes. if you were having such a hard time trying to get into what you really wanted to do did you feel yeah. that freestyle was going to be that avenue oh yes I really believed it I mean I remember auditioning for older parts and at 23 I looked like 16 and I remember a, a theater teacher always told me Edie you're always going to play the younger roles even at 50 you're probably still pl be playing 20 year olds that's just the way it is in theater or film or movies you know they're looking for a specific look of a specific age and if you have it you're hired did you see your work being released like in cassette and vinyl and CD? I only saw vinyl. That's what we had back then, just vinyl and cassette. Baby SU was released immediately. It was just, we were overwhelmed with the response that we got. Like I said, I met him Wednesday, was auditioned Friday, recorded Baby SU Saturday. I was booked for a whole month by Sunday. So I was all over the place and I was like, wow, coming out of an ensemble theater group of 50 to just being on my own with two dancers was overwhelming. It felt good. At the same time, it kind of blinded me from really saying, wait a minute, let me see what's going on. Let me get this thing investigated and make sure it's going to give me what I really wanted. And I didn't. How many units do you think they sold of Baby It's You? I don't know. I didn't find out anything what Baby Is You made or the reaction that it got until I came back in 2013. Wow. What? Yeah, I didn't know anything about Baby Is You or Come Back To Me. Till this day, 2018, I still have DJs who contact me and say, was that you in Come Back To Me? I was like, oh yeah, not Eddie, it was Edie. Come back to me, I need you with me, you never have. Let's forward to 2018 yes. and let's talk about the differences between now and back then. What do you see is different or is it still exactly the same? Oh, no. I'm wiser. I'm older. Shh, still 25. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am involved with an amazing people. Father first, Artie Rodriguez, I call him father, took me under his belt. I went to him to re-record Baby It's You and Come Back to Me because I feel that my voice has changed. I've gotten older, more experienced, and I like to freshen things up and give the fans up-to-date things. So I, I went in and I re-recorded it, and then um, I came out with I Stand on top of everything else. And now, nothing will ever hold me have been adopted into an amazing family. It's just different. Everything is on the table, whether I like it, whether I don't, but nothing is hidden from me. And Artie especially will tell me right off the back. I mean, I've gone into his studio and he says, you sound like shit, you gotta go home. But you know something, I appreciate that. Uh, he's taught me to take my time. Being in theater, they, they um, kind of mold you to give the best product. And that's what Artie has done for me in freestyle, not to rush things because what you leave is what people are going to remember you by. And I don't like leaving garbage. I like to work my ass off and give fans the best that I can give. Now, why the long pause? Why did it take you that long to come back? Honestly, you know something, CPR? I was hurt. I was disgusted. I was angry that I literally 
erased everything from my head. And when I tell you that I did erase everything, I don't remember half of the people from back then. Now, being back, I do get glimpses. I remember little things here and there. I didn't even remember the people from the record label because I was at a performance one time and an individual came up to me and said, hey, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, and? I honestly did not remember because I held so much anger from what was taken from me for so many years. On top of that, I said, you know something? It is what it is. Things happen for a reason. I needed to have my kids because I said I never was going to have kids. <laughs> never say never. Do you remember the last day, the day that it was over for you, the day that you decided to walk away? Oh, yeah. That I, I do remember. And you can say I, I was scarred. I felt like at the same time relief, but at the same time I felt like I was whipped with, with a whip and my whole body was scarred because it hurt. Performing is my life, is my love. I've instilled that in my kids. As you know, my kids are, are also doing the same thing, but it's a difference because I'm behind them 150%, not 100%, 150%, because I will not allow what happened to me to happen to my kids. And I want them to be smart about it. And they just came back from Japan, so congratulations oh, to them. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I miss them, but um, it was something that I had to let them do. It's an experience that you will never get. They perform with Young People's Chorus of New York. They do many activities around the world, you could say. My oldest one have gotten to perform in Lenglachlin, England, Sweden, Naples, California two years ago, Texas. The little one went to Spain last year. They've been around. They, they've done a lot of activities here in New York City. They perform for uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. They have done the Rockefeller tree lighting. They have done the uh, Bryant Park tree lighting. I keep them busy. I give my kids respect. You know how our, our parents never gave us respect growing up? That's one thing that I wanted to change as I became a parent. I wanted to give my boys respect but they had to give it to me as well. I've always said to them, you wanna go out with me, you act like gentlemen. That's a great lesson. And I think that lesson has been lost in today's society. So I oh, commend yeah. you. What made you come back to freestyle having experienced all that negativity in the past? Was it the love of music or was it you it just is. wanted a, a no, second chance at it? It is, is I think it's both. Um, the love of music, I never stopped singing. I sang to my kids when they were in my stomach. I sang to them when they were born. I taught them different genres of music and something was missing with me. And I wasn't complete and I wasn't happy. I had to come back. I have a lot that I wanted to show. You know, on top of having my kids and battling breast cancer, I didn't want to leave this earth without fulfilling what my heart wanted. Have you ever thought of doing other music besides uh, freestyle? Oh, yes. I, I don't limit myself. That That's the one thing that I appreciate that theater has taught me. I don't limit myself. I would do pop. I would do R&B. Hey, I would do Spanish, even though my Spanglish isn't that great. <laughs> you know, but you and me I, both. <laughs> you know, but um, I don't limit myself. Um, in the theater, I did tap. I did ballet. I did jazz. Um I did different types of, of music. Um, I did cabarets. You know, I, I don't limit myself. Any opportunity that I can get, I, I will do. I mean, I, I I was in a Billy Idol video that I did years ago um, in a subway. It was called Subway Surfing. And I, I had to play, I was 23, and I had to play a 12-year-old, you know, with a yo-yo in the train at Billy Idol's uh, music video. I'm showing my age. <laughs> We're all going to YouTube to check out the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was little. I'm still little. Everybody thinks I'm so big because they say my pictures like look big. I'm only five feet. This is the Freestyle Club. <laughs> Topic of the week. Let's talk freestyle. Freestyle. This week's topic of the week is what's in a name. You have been one that um, has lost your identity and you lost it for a little while when you first started your career because for some reason your name wasn't plastered all over no. your, your records. For example, when I collected all the high power stuff, it was Tony Dr. Eddie Garcia. 
and then you will have to play the record to find out if it was a male or female singer and you had to guess who the heck it was that was actually singing the song because you know that if somebody had a contractual issue they wouldn't put their name on it one record was uh, tony dr Eddie garcia and big letters and then on the bottom small letters featuring Edie, baby it's you and then you turned the yeah. record around and they were they were selling these double-sided records at one time and it said tony dr Eddie garcia come back to me but then you're wondering did Edie sing this or somebody else and so yeah. what's in a name to you is the name of value to you your name yes Edie. yes it's my identity my father named me after Edie gourmet it's my identity it's when people see Edie, they say oh that's baby it's you oh that's come back to me that's i stand and by taking your name is robbing you from from you that's why i have that issue where back in the day it was the artist that made the producer not the producer that made the artist so for example the producer will get their credit and for the most part get the most money it would be the artist's name Edie and baby it's you and that's the song but now it's more like you know here is tony dr eddie garcia featuring Edie, or just Tony Dr. Eddie Garcia, or Mr. Miami featuring Topaz, or, you know, <laughs> the Santana Twins featuring someone, you know? So for me, I think that sometimes that takes away from the artists themselves. It does. I feel that it does. I can understand that it's a collaboration between producer and artist. So be equal. Why can't they be equal? I, I totally hate it. I hate seeing that big name, little name yeah. featuring all the time. Uh, you know, I'm just glad that there's not 20 little Edies running around because, you know. <laughs> you can say that you know, again. We laugh, we laugh, but how many Ronaldos have there been over exactly, the years? Exactly, exactly. And it's uh, so unfair. It is. Ted has lost a friendship with one artist because when the artist went to him, and say, hey, I'm going to be the next Ronaldo. He was like, oh, no, dude, really? No, 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 no. And and that was the last conversation they had. Yeah. Because, you know, it, we weren't embracing that. And we're like, no, dude, do your own thing. You've got a good enough voice to be your own person. You yeah, know, that's what I didn't. Be someone else. Exactly. That's what I didn't understand. Or at least if you're going to be the next so-and-so, put your own vocals. Don't just go and mouth the, the previous artist's vocals. Use your own. Use your live voice. And look at the controversies with the Wicked Riches and um, with the Reynaldos. Even when, uh, you know, Reynaldo Gonzalez was, was returning to the scene, just like you, who was turned off by the music, he was met with other artists that were singing his songs or claiming to be him and singing over his vocals or going to Brazil. And you can see, like, they picked up some dude from the street and they put him on camera and they made him the new Reynaldo. To me, the name of an artist is everything. And I feel that the freestyle genre is so small that we should never have the producers be the focal point i think that it should be the artist to be featured it shouldn't be you know such and such producer featuring the artist it should be the artist you know and just leave the name of the artist there and then when the production uh, happens you can you know you can read the credits uh, the exactly. La the Latin rascals are the Latin rascals, no matter where you go. It doesn't matter. Small letters, big letters, they're still the Latin rascals. And so Tony Moran and Albert Cabrera, one of the best teams in, in all of freestyle, in all of freestyle history. So that's never going to change. But now it's more of let's feature uh, the producer first. And then the producer is allegedly now giving the name value to the artist, which, yeah. again, I disagree with. I, I disagree, too. When we get a song, we work our asses off. We try to relate to the song, relate to the words, or if we did have, like, I Stand came from my personal experience. So every time I sing it, I have a deja vu. I go back to getting that first note or that first talk that my doctor said, you have breast cancer. And that song means the world to me because even now, years later, that I still sing it. I feel it. I, I feel that I'm going through the whole experience again. We put a lot into it. Not saying that the producers don't put a lot into it because it's a, lot, it's a collaboration with both of us. We make both things work. So why can't it just be equal? Why does it have to be this big letter featuring little tiny letters 
so-and-so. It always, Why? It always reminds me of uh, Tony Garcia's uh, Little Susie Turn to Beat Around album where you yes. know, it's big Tony Garcia and then he got Little Susie on the palm of his hand. It was such a disrespect to the artist when I first saw that yes. cover. And I just feel that that's what's happening now again as we continue to try to move this music forward. It feels like the producers don't want to stay behind the scenes now. They want to be up front. They want to be the ones to be interviewed. They want to be the superstar. They want to be the one that is featured instead of the artist that they represent where in history it's always been that artist giving props to that producer where everybody wants to know who that producer is and there's a mystique to them there's that interest in them where you want to work with them or try to find a way to work with them now they're all, all in the front like like a bad puff daddy video I think that's why a lot of artists are now taking control of what they do and making sure that everything is the way they want it. Just showing everyone that you have to do your homework. You just have to. When you returned to freestyle um, and you came back, it must have felt like you were brand new all over again. And that, yeah. and that you needed to, to find your footing. And the footing that you found, the magnificent B. I made a yes. joke about that on the previous podcast, and uh, you immediately hit me up and started talking about it. So let's discuss that right now as part of this identity. Because again, when, when you sign up to be part of the magnificent B, it doesn't say this guy's a top artist. Even the description was, they may not be the best, you may not know them. But they're oh just yeah. as good. It's like you're that store brand cereal. You know what I mean? My ex dancer was the one who bought me back out. He helped me create my Facebook page and he put me into the magnificent B, as you call it. Um, I knew nothing about it. I didn't know what it stood for. Um, I didn't sign a contract. Nobody confronted me. Nobody came and said, hi, welcome to the group. I was just put in there. I was there, I would say roughly maybe three, four months. And I said, wait a minute, is this back to 1988? It's not happening. So I, I started moving. I started investigating, reading up, looking into things, and I immediately sent an email or letter and said, I'm sorry, you know, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it, but I'm going to move forward. I need to really find myself and uh, do my homework. Can I ask you the $50,000 question? Yes. How many gigs did you get booked for through the Magnificent B product? Zero. You don't want to think um, about it? I don't even have to think. I, I can even it's count like, it on my fingers. <laughs> is is um, that your final answer? <laughs> yes, that's my final answer. Do you want to, I'm not surprised. Do you want to call a lifeline? Not even. <laughs> I'll I'm, call I'm my own lifeline. <laughs> it, it, it was a flawed concept from the very beginning. I, I understand what he was trying to do. Yeah. But from a marketing perspective, why would you start off on the wrong foot? You're, you're telling people this is a subpar product. Come try it out anyway. Yeah. Well, you know something, um, I didn't know. Um, I really did not know. And again, I, I needed to just stop. This time I stopped and I said, let me do my homework. Um, when you're going to start a product, you got to promote the product. You got to sell door to door. You got to put it out there. And uh, this was nothing. We were just sitting on shelves doing nothing. And I said, I, I didn't waste 25 years to come back and be back there again. I hated so I, the whole concept. I know there were a few of my friends that they asked me, hey, what should I do? You know, they're saying that they're going to get us gigs. I gave them my blessing and I said, you know, go for it because, you know, you need the support. Then they started adding some really questionable artists on there. And then when they added the magic man, I was like, this is jump the shark already. I think a better approach would have been come check out the all-stars from the upcoming artist group. Exactly. Something to that effect, you know? Exactly. It's but say, it, you know, it, yes. try a lesser brand. <laughs> It, it just you're not gonna do it why would you i know you, you love I the know. superstars but please check out this generic brand i went in there blindfolded and and i just had to put the brakes on and say this is not happening again and and i needed to take control after i left i was found by by a promoter from california and he brought me out to california as a paid show you booked yourself basically yes i i did it all and, and you know i i got the feel of doing things on my own i said wait a minute i don't need middleman i can do this on my own and i learn as i go at what point did you hook up with artie because i'm really interested in that story oh wow so um i was bought 
to do a show for Swins Fontanelli. Love you, Swins. Freestyle um, administrator. <laughs> yeah. Um, he bought me for his birthday uh, to do um, Baby Is You, which was one of his best songs, which I didn't know about. He didn't even know that I did come back to me. And uh, he paid me for a show, which um, I was trying to be stopped from doing that show. And um, I said, no, nobody owns me. I am back on my own, standing on my two feet, um, managing myself. So anyone who comes to you needs to come to me. I got to see Johnny O after 25 years with his road manager back then, which was George G. George G took me to Artie because I, I was interested in uh, putting new vocals, my up-to-date vocals on Baby It's You and Come Back to Me. And that's how I, I got involved with Artie. And Artie asked me what had happened to me. I explained to him. I mean, I, I remember that day so clearly. I sat on his sofa and, and I cried uh, telling him, Everything that happened from day one into having my kids, having breast cancer and coming back. And out of that, I stand came. You just mentioned it briefly, how yes. they try to stop you from performing. Even I, at one point in time, had gotten some phone calls from your old label trying to look for money. Why does he feel that he still owns a part of you? Uh, delusional? I don't know. <laughs> Delusion. Um, uh, you know something? Um, I think out of everyone, uh, I walked out of there legally. I went to court. I walked out of there legally, and I still have my court papers. Um, I may not have known the business back then, but I do now. And I'm going to make sure that if something is put in front of me, I investigate it and I dig through it. But time has passed, and I know the law. Five years has passed. 25 years has passed. Baby is you is going to be 30 this October. I did not sign in blood with him. Nobody owns me. I am my own person. I manage myself. And I wasn't going to allow it. I stood. I had to put my granny panties on, like I say, my big girl panties on, and and uh, just stand, stand strong and, and, you know, deal with anything that comes my way. But I wasn't going to allow anyone to own me again. You said that you were told not to do a show. Did they give you a reason as to why they didn't want you doing the show? Oh, because they own the rights to Baby It's You. They, uh, I had to pay for... for uh, a performance I guess, A performance fee is a copyright thing. Because he yes. tried to do the same thing with me when I booked MV. When he tried to have me pay him to allow... NV to perform at a venue because he wanted some kind of mechanical performance right. And I guess yeah. I guess he was doing that a lot in New York and trying to take people to court. We as artists need to do the, the homework and know your rights, know what you can and cannot do. And not allow anyone to say, oh, this is what I'm saying and that's what's going to happen. Because it's not like that. We have rights. Time has passed. It's 25 years later. And I know it's not the same law from back then to now. You have more rights. So we need to do our homework. We really need to look into things and make sure you know what you can do and what you can't do. Tell me how much money you have paid. To perform? Yes. Yeah, what, uh, I, did, I have not paid anything to perform. Why not? Why should I? That's... It's my vocals. It's my vocals. Perfect. If you don't, if you don't want me to perform, find somebody else, remove my vocals, and have that other person put their vocals on there. I hope everyone's paying attention out there. We had an issue too when we were with uh, Freestyle That FM and we were trying to come up with an album. Remember that? See, we were trying to come up with an album for Freestyle That FM, and yes. we had this artist. You know, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you can use my song." And then uh, we got a call from you know Mr. Wonderful saying, um, "No, no, he don't own the rights to that song. I, I own both parts of that song." So there goes wow. that project because we couldn't even take his vocals and do a remix with someone because the artist didn't even know that he didn't own the song. Oh wow! Look, anybody. Even a drag queen can take my song and sing. Is anybody going to stop them? No. And, and people have. If you look at videos online, the subterfuge has been there for a long time. Again, how many Reynaldos have gone to perform in other parts of the world, like Brazil? Yes. And you look at the videos and there's Benny Velez. And you're like, why is Benny Velez singing as Reynaldo? He's Benny Velez, dream lover. Você me diga, yo te quería con mi corazón de noche y de día Ahora yo soy tu amor de sueño, me dejaste solo corazón pequeño I'm all alone, I don't know what to do The love we shared just wasn't true I won't have another lover in this world So why you wanna break my heart, girl? Tell me why I had to be your dream lover I thought I was yours and there was no other So tell me why you want to break my heart I thought we'd be together, girl, to 
attempt to educate people here on the Freestyle Club, and I'm hoping that people are securing their spots now in, in the music industry and are much more smarter. Do you feel that you need a record label right now, Edie? No. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I'm doing it myself. I'm putting everything myself. When you uh, recorded your latest song, I Want You Now, it's available right now on all your digital distribution sites. And if you want a copy, you can hit up Edie and she'll mail you one. <laughs> yes, of with course, kisses uh, and uh, buttons. Yes. <laughs> but of course, you have to pay for it. And uh, check out Edie on social media. But doing it yourself, is it more rewarding? Not the money part, but um, the, the oh, fact yes. that you could do what you do and how you yes. do it. Yes, is seeing that rainbow at the end of the tunnel, seeing the light um, and, and learning on how to do things and seeing the work that it takes to, to put a production. It takes time. It takes money. It takes ideas, collaboration. It's a lot. It's a project. But being part of it and, and seeing it through from beginning to end is, is so rewarding. It's another, uh, another stick that, as we say in theater, is another stick that you, that you learn, you know, and you put it under your belt. It's another notch. And, and you get to expand your knowledge on, on the music, not just the singing, but you do the singing, you do the production, you know what it is it takes to put out a record, to promote it to make phone calls on your behalf, not anybody else's. And at least you know what is being said about you, what is being put out there because you're doing the legwork. And a lot of artists don't like doing the legwork. I feel it's rewarding. It fulfills me because I know what I've done and I've accomplished it. And I work hard. If you ever feel alone again, have a consistent narrative and that narrative is people don't want to put in the work and here we have someone that put in the work back then and is putting the work right now and she's saying the same thing so it should be a wake-up call to the community especially the ones that are trying to sign themselves to fake record labels or are trying to make pretend that uh, they have some sort of power over someone and how someone like Edie can break free and become so independent that she's doing stuff on her own yeah it comes down to I think a, a lot of it that people are more infatuated with having a CEO by their name instead of actually picking up a phone and making calls and saying, hey, I, I want to get booked. Can I get on your show or, or go hit in the streets and, and networking for real? You know, what's a CEO title going to do for you? Nothing. Exactly. And, you know, something I've always said it singing is not pretty. You, you make that face to get that note out. And it's the same thing with work. You work your ass off. You're just not going up there to look pretty. You got to put the work. The same thing with performances. I try to give it my all. I mean, I combine my theater experience, everything that I have learned, and I try to leave you with wanting more and wanting to book me again because I'm there for the fans. If it's not for the fans, I'm nothing. And they are the ones who have made me, the DJs. I pay homage to the DJs who, who continue playing my songs, who are making me feel that I'm not dead, like I was told that I was dead. Who said that? <laughs> oh, my last record label. Well, I think that you're more alive now than you were back then, because people could actually put a face to the vocals. Yes. And let me say this, your work ethic is ridiculous. And I mean that <laughs> in a good way. I've only had a handful of people that have actually got in the car, uh, or as you did, rented a car, and drive just to meet some fans. And that's what you did for our listeners of Clubhouse Dance Music at 90.7. You came in person. Not only that, but you also stuck around so you could have dinner with them after. And then you drove home, you know, 9 o'clock at night and, and headed back to the city. Just came down just to meet these folks and, you know, shake hands and promote your new song and gift posters and autographs. And that is just such a lost art. It is. And you know something? That was robbed from me back then. Um, back then, I would be uh, bought to the clubs, put in a separate room 
I didn't get to meet the artists. I didn't get to meet the fans. And I, I need to give back to the fans because they kept me alive. Like I said, I didn't know what my first two songs did until 2013. When I went to California, I had a fan come up to me and say, oh, it's all my wife. If I die, you got to play Baby It's You at my funeral. Wow. <laughs> you know, I I didn't know any of this. And um, I, I like being up and personal because that's giving back. If I can change even one person, hey, my job is done. And especially with I Stand, I want to send a message, you know, early detection saves lives. I would not speak if I didn't have the experience and I went through it. It's not easy going through cancer. And I know those, my sisters, my brothers who are out there who are going through this, I send you many blessings. Um, you will only know what it is to go through it because they went through it. People need to just wake up and uh, early detection saves lives. I keep saying it. Check out the video right now on YouTube. It's Edie's I Stand and it's a beautiful song. It's a, it's a beautiful, inspiring message. And when everyone picks up the pictures of their loved ones who had cancer or who have cancer, and I, I'm sure that was Artie's idea, right? Yes, Artie is an amazing person. I am so blessed that he was put in my path because I didn't trust anyone. And from the day one that I finally got to meet him up in personal, I felt home. I felt like I came home. I'm really happy he that- He sat me down. I'm sorry, don't yes. interrupt, but I'm really happy that a person like him who came on the show and said, you know, I don't trust anyone was able to earn your trust. And you guys trust each other to put these projects together. And I, yes. I think that in freestyle, there should be some healing like that. Being able to open it has up again. To. Yeah, because you, you don't. If you don't heal, you can't open up. I have to say I have healed. Half of me has healed. I still have a lot of work because we never fully heal. But I have come out of my shell. I have come out of the black cloud. And um, I'm happy and I'm glad where I'm at. It's work. I'm not going to lie. It's work. There are times that I just don't sleep because I'm thinking of the next thing. It's very rewarding and I feel safe. And that's the one thing that you want to feel in this business is to feel safe. And I do. I feel safe with, with Artie. I feel safe with Alex. I feel safe with Legit. They've been put in my path and I'm very blessed. I think Artie is, is one of the special ones. Whatever project I've ever had or CPR has ever had or uh, when we worked with Ted, to come out with Freestyle.fm. Ari's always been the first person there to uh, interview or support us, whatever we do, you know? And I'm yeah. really waiting for the day that he has a master class because out of all people, he would be one of the ones that I would be really interested in to get that tribal knowledge is, is Artie. Yeah, and what, what I love is um, he's not going to sugarcoat it for me. He takes out the whip and he says, this is what you have to do and this is what you have to achieve to get to that to that spot he's not gonna cover it for me i don't want you to cover it for me if i sound like crap i need you to tell me and he has i mean i have gone to his studio after warming up an hour in my car and him saying to me yes sound like shit go home <laughs> you, you know that's just honesty he is trying to put out the best that you can be so why not you don't want to hide your vocals you want to give your fullest and show the world that hey this is me no covering is just me and that's what you're gonna get i love um the video of him when he was producing all my love and, oh my um, gosh <laughs> and he's adding the latin percussion on it and once he finishes that latin percussion he just raises his hands like uh, he's victorious. And, yes, and he didn't know. He didn't know that I was filming him. The energy in that room, he was like the mad scientist. I felt like I was a connection to him. I felt like electricity. So I just started filming him. He did not know. And then after I showed it to him, he was like, oh, my God. Was, <laughs> he's the mad scientist. <laughs> it was such a it was such a great moment. And I, I'm gonna, yes. if, if you're uh, listening to the to the Freestyle Club podcast, go to the Unknown Admin page or the CPRsmusic.com page. We're going to embed the video on there so you can see <laughs> this brilliantness that is Artie Rodriguez. It's, it's a short clip. It's not more than a minute. But for me, I felt this electricity when, when I first saw that video. And it comes up once in a while on my feed. And I just celebrate that. Because not only yes. is the song wonderful, and not only that percussion is like the best part part of the song aside from your vocals of course i just love that i just loved it and and uh it's something that people should look is the passion from someone that is trusted and when you give them trust it kind of gives someone
on an added encouragement to do the best that they can to give you the best product that they can. Just by watching him and the energy that he had, it pushed me to go back into his little box, as he's called it, because we strip in there so hot, to just do better. And when we would come out and I would watch him finagling with his little buttons and the energy and the passion and love that he had. I said, Artie, I could do this better. Let me go back in. It's, it's a collaboration with both of us. I feed off of him, he feeds off of me. And and honestly, CPR, we didn't know what we were gonna do with this song. We, when we first started, we were like, okay, what are we gonna do? The blood just started flowing. He started playing, I started vocals, he got more energy, I got more energy, and that's what came out. And that little thing that I recorded was a fluke. I just needed to grab his energy because I, I wanted to eat it up. It was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> to um, end this topic, let me ask the unknown admin and yourself to think about this for a second. What is in a name, especially when it comes to our music freestyle? What is in a name? How important is that name to you? And are you willing just to allow someone else to get shine from your name? So uh, No, I don't even have to think. Your name is your identity, is who you are, is what you're recognized from. Your name spells every part of your body, and that's how I see it. E-D, that's me, from my head to my toes. If there is someone else, then put their name on it. But don't go and put your name on something that somebody had already done. We have a Barbara Streisand. Why would we want another Barbara Streisand? Be you. I think Andre in uh, episode six, it's, it's oddly enough that, you know, he came on before this episode and said, you know, your name is your brand. CPR yeah. is a brand. The Unknown Admin is a brand. Edie is a brand. You can't allow anyone to tarnish it, let alone take it from you. Exactly. Hey, if I could do Edie jeans, if I could do Edie jeans, I'll do it. But that's what's going to represent me. It is your logo. It is who you are. I, I've had this argument, you know, before. I will still continue to argue this point. I don't want to see producers up front and trying to take the spotlight from the artists that they're producing. I can appreciate a producer. I love Jay Adams. I love Willie Valentine. I love all these new school freestyle producers, but I don't want to see your name first featuring the artist. I want to see just the artist's name. And there's this other rule that they are trying to implement. And that is that I have to mention the producer's name before I mention the artist. And I don't believe in that. As a matter of fact, there's one specific producer that mandated that I say his name because he's the producer before I say the artist. And I told that producer to go fuck themselves. And I've never played any of their music again. I think that type of behavior says more about the producer than anything else. Right. I, I'll just leave it at that because we can go on and on and turn down the wrong road with that. That type of approach says more about the person than anything else. Sometimes that producer got to take a step back and be like, this is your spotlight and I got to do the right thing by you. We're no longer going to be doing this featuring stuff and let you shine. And then what will happen and what will happen genuinely is that that artist is going to always talk about the producer, just like Edie did today. Edie spoke about Artie. You'd never see Artie Rodriguez featuring Edie unless they're doing a duet. Artie says, this is what I'm going to do for you. Take your name, put your name on, on the, the song because you did all the vocal work and then go in and promote your, your song. And during that promotion, you're going to mention that producer. And if there's any aspiring artists out there that are listening to the music and the vocals that that producer recorded, when they hear, hey, this producer recorded this, they're going to seek them out. So... There's no need for them to take the spotlight from uh, the artists themselves. This is the Freestyle Club. Pick Hit of the Week. Welcome to the Pick Hit of the Week. This week, we have Edie. So, ladies first. Edie, what is your Pick Hit of the Week for the Freestyle Club? But it's not freestyle. I'm just fixated on Eminem's new song. It's called Lucky You featuring Joyner Lucas. <laughs> that third chair, I'm going to burn it, I swear. <laughs> Unknown Admin, what is your pick hit of the week? My pick for this week is Kuala Bay, Just Want To. Just want to be there. It's just you make me want to stop. Make a brother fall in love. Just want to be there. Because I want you. Really need you, baby. Love. 
my pick hit of the week is our guest this week, Edie. And I want you now. She's getting better and better like a fine wine. She went from <laughs> I stand to all my love and to I need you now, proving that the name Edie belongs to the artist Edie. And if you like the song, you're going to love the video. You got to watch the video. I was watching. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Until I saw the guy with those creepy eyes looking at her. I'm like, get out, Edie. Get out of the house. I wanted to break out into, there's a stranger in your house, you know, verse. I'm like, get out. You should have seen my mother. I have my husband and my mother in the room. And my mother's like, ay, ay, Dios mío. Y que tu hace vestida así. I said, ma, Luis, right there. The husband's right there. I got nothing to hide. Right. No, Sandra was a sweetheart. It was an amazing day that that day shooting that video. The Freestyle Club. 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 Freestyle News. This week we have feedback and freestyle news with the unknown admin Rafael Reyes. Ralph, from the Freestyle News, we have two more projects in the crowdfunding phase. Well, one of them is, is complete and failed, unfortunately. It was uh, Because I Love You. Uh, yes, that is a cover of Stevie B's Postman song by Destune Records. put out a um, crate with a Q project where they uh, put the song up on vinyl and people, you know, they pay. And hopefully if they make the, the mark, the vinyl gets released. If it doesn't, then it gets rejected. Unfortunately, this one didn't make it and it was only $35 and it came with seven versions, including the acapella. So that, that's kind of a shame that that song didn't get out. But again, uh, you guys got to market. Yeah, I didn't know what, about it. I just accidentally stumbled upon it. The other one is from Tony Marino and that has four songs on there and it's still going on, but it doesn't look like it's going to make it. It's only uh, four songs and it's kind of marketed kind of weird. But if you go to Q, uh, Q rates, Q-R-A-T-E-S, and we'll, this will be in the show notes, you can see for yourself and decide if it's something you want to invest in. As part of uh, the Freestyle Feedback segment, I wanted to discuss our guests right here on the Freestyle Club. Now, when we produce these episodes, we invite everyone to take part in. 
we take suggestions we take people that you want to see we just grab whoever we can to be part of the show that week and so i know a lot of you have given me feedback on some of our past guests but what i will say is this i have invited everyone and anyone to be part of the freestyle club as long as we are interested in speaking with you i can speak to anyone who may or may not agree with me i can speak to someone that may be considered an enemy people who are supporters have people who are detractors i don't care who comes on the freestyle club and the reason why i don't care who comes on the freestyle club is because i want to have an honest conversation about our music freestyle so whatever issues we may have or we may not have or whatever issues you may have with the guests that we choose that week we leave that outside and we bring them in to get a better understanding of our music because the only way that we're going to understand each other is by communication and i don't mean by communication on social media where you can't tell intent when you type something when you talk to someone and you communicate with someone, the point is clear for both sides and we could have an honest conversation about the music that we love. And CPR, this is why I like your show, because you are opening the floor and putting everything out. We're not hiding anything. You know, you have questions, we have the answers and we're going to get to the bottom of it. And it's time that something gets done like this, that any question, no matter what it is, gets put out there and gets answered. Yeah, I, I think it's important that people open up a little. Because it's been seven episodes now, and I can say each episode, I've learned something. You know, if, if you know everything, you're not going to learn anything. And again, we're saying you don't have to agree with what the guest is saying, but the guest is giving perspective. You may have a different one, but still, yeah. it, it doesn't hurt to listen to someone else and, and you know, have that exchange. I would like for you guys to bring a fan on. There's so many fans. I want to know what the fans feel. Why you not? You are not the only person to say that, and we're looking for that big I mean, come on. Fan. Bring, bring the Lizette Molina. Bring the uh, Dulce Candela. There's so many. Uh, Jimito. Bring... You know, a DJ up there. I want to see what the fans have to say with all the, the drama that goes on, how they feel. Because it, it kind of takes away from the music. So let's get down and dirty and put everything on the table. No hiding. And this is what your show is doing, is giving answers to questions that people have had for so many years. We make a lot of assumptions about each other. And the first thing that we do is not trust. And so... Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better than speaking to someone because you can tell sincerity when you're having a conversation with someone. And we will discuss having these folks on our show. I just hope that if they are invited, they can be respectful enough to have an honest conversation about exactly. freestyle. I want to have an honest conversation about our music. I don't, I don't want to talk about assumptions. I want to talk about facts. I want to talk about the things that matter. I want to talk about the things that are going to make our music better. I've had my issues with many people. And, and I am not perfect. But one thing that I can do is take responsibility for my actions. And this is not even that type of show. We're not having you come here so we can beat you down and, and you know, try to, you know, make you, you know, bow down to the Freestyle Club. We just want to talk. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club podcast, theunknownadmin.com and cprsmusic.com. Come, 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 come. Well, that about wraps it up for this edition of the Freestyle Club. Edie, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. Just look for Edie, and that's E apostrophe D E E. And if you're interested in a hard copy CD, you can reach me at paypal.edeemusic.com. Ralph, where can they find you? You can find me at theunknownadmin.com, and I'm still on Fortnite, still grinding out that Ragnarok skin. Until next time, at CPR say goodbye, and you can reach me at CPR. CPRSmusic.com. And remember, peace, love, and freestyle.